0: It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with Licensed Nutritionist Darlene Cavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight
1: and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got well, to welcome make the Up Nutrition. Last, I'm Darlene Kvist, a Licensed Nutritionist and a Certified Nutrition Specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and therapeutic nutrition counseling. Today, we're talking about shingles and how good nutrition can help you avoid getting shingles. Even if you're just a little bit older, you can protect yourself from the pain of shingles with good nutrition. That might be just a new thought for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Who would ever think that there is a connection to shingles and what you're putting in your mouth? Wow. That brings it right down <laughs> we to We would it. think about it that. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I know my two co-hosts understand the connection because they're both registered and licensed dietitians and work with clients daily to help them eat foods that will support their immune systems. Joining, joining me today is Joanne Rideout, a dietitian with over 25 years of experience working with brain-injured clients at Courage Center. And now seats clients at our Maple Grove office and at our Wyzetta location. Yep. Joanne, <laughs> I have a big question for you. Okay. Who gets shingles? Is it mostly kids or teenagers or who gets shingles?
2: Well, that's a really easy one. Postmenopausal women. Oh. Most people that get shingles are postmenopausal women over 50. Mm-hmm. So people mm-hmm. over 50 and any age after that. So a lot of older people, or should I say more mature women, kind of my age, definitely, (laughs) (laughs) my age too, get shingles. But men sometimes get shingles also. Uh, Yes, they do. Mm -hmm, That mm -hmm. that does happen. So it all goes back to how well a person's immune system is working or is not working.
1: So today we want to help especially older adults understand how to avoid getting shingles. You know, what foods support a good immune system? But first I want to in- introduce Katie Vigasa.
3: Very good. Oh, <laughs> very good.
1: Katie is also a registered and licensed dietitian, sees clients at our Lakeville office mm-hmm. and also at YR L- Yseta L- location. Yep, I'll be there yep. today. You may know Katie with a different last name, Katie Harla. It was Katie Harla. She's newly married and a new last name, but still the same uh-huh. outgoing, fun, knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. well,
4: thank you so much, dietitian. <laughs>
1: That helps people achieve life-changing results. Katie, when people get shingles, they typically don't blame their chocolate French silk pie from Perkins, do they?
3: Oh, of course not. What they
1: blame, what?
3: We always hear people blame my stress. It's because I'm stressed. You know, most people would actually think of stress as something, you know, happening in their world. Maybe it was a big event or a relational stress or maybe a job stressor. Yes. Yep. So, but they never really take a step back and think about what they're eating and whether or not what they're eating is actually causing a stressor in their body.
1: So it's really interesting to read the research about stress, especially when this research is about stress and nutrition. Mm -hmm. Right. And here's really a shocker. One of the most stressful events on your body is having your blood sugar drop too low. Yes. So are you asking, what could cause that? What would really
3: cause that? So, you know, just as an example, just earlier this week, that was something I was talking to a client about is we were almost creating a meal plan that we said, you know, let's make sure you're not getting stressed from what you're eating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's what might happen. Say you go out to eat. And maybe you have a sandwich and a piece of, let's say, oh, I don't know, coconut pie, which used to be a favorite of mine. Um, <laughs> that so coconut cream pie? The thing? coconut, yes. Thank you. The coconut cream pie <laughs> that people will get at, like, let's say Perkins, right? <laughs> <Sure. Yes. laughs> so uh, bread in the sandwich yep. and let's say the pie, sure. it'll turn into sugar in your body. So what happens is up goes your blood sugar, really way too high. And your brain and your pra- pancreas say, yikes, you know, kind of that's dangerous. And what happens is is that you will produce an excess of insulin really in response to all that sugar that has really flooded your system. It's kind of like our body really knows what to do. Yeah, it knows what right. to do. It, it's kind of it's a, it's a response to that big rush of sugar. Highly intelligent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Smart bodies we have. So that, that spike of insulin, actually what it does is it drives your blood sugar back down. But then what happens is it's almost like it got overcorrected and your blood sugar goes down too low you feel shaky. You feel tired, and now your immune system is really very stressed. So
1: would you say, Katie, that maybe if people are experiencing like low blood sugars and they get kind of shaky, yes, or they even get irritable, yes, mm-hmm. or you know maybe they they don't think well, right? Any right. of those, and that's what you're saying is highly stressful.
3: Yes, those yeah. sort of situations when you feel like that and you feel um, shaky, irritable. You know, those are those are you know, you feel you feel like your body is more stressed out and that's actually coming from a blood sugar crash. Right. So exactly. So it's almost like we want to balance our blood sugars mm-hmm. to keep us feeling healthy and less stressed internally. And keep
2: stable moods. Yeah. Yeah. So some people repeat that stressful event of lunch out with friends many times a week. Mm-hmm. Especially people that have Retired. Exactly. <laughs> I know I was That's meeting why I'm not meeting with someone <laughs> yesterday that said, oh, will we go out, e- out to eat a lot? Now what are we going to do? <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a kind of a wild card. So who would think that a sandwich, especially a sub sandwich with lots of bread and a piece of strawberry rhubarb pie maybe could set you up for blood sugar problems. Also sets you up for aches and pains, mm-hmm. increased anxiety, and even shingles. And even
0: shingles. Even
2: shingles. So if you go out to eat and you throw in a glass of chocolate milk, maybe, or even a soda, and you then you really have a lot of sugar. It amazes me how many mm-hmm. people I talk to that mm-hmm. are still drinking soda.
3: Right. A lot of people are still Lots. drinking sugar. Or, mm. so I call it still drinking sugar. Still That's drinking kind sugar. of what it is. Right? That is it's like what it is. Liquid candy. <laughs> yes.
1: So, you know, Joanne, I think most people think of a sub sandwich as healthy.
3: Mm-hmm. Come on now. They
1: do. Basically, you're kind of saying,
2: mm. Yeah, there's a lot of bread there. It is a so lot of bread. So when people ask me, what should I order when I go to Subway? <laughs> then I always say, well, they do have those bowls available. Mm-hmm. So at least it would be a little less bread.
3: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And really what we're we're talking about here is the sugar component right. of processed carbohydrate foods. So something I'll even tell like my clients or some of the classes is, you know, so we're talking about a Subway sandwich, for instance, or just a sub sandwich. Yeah. It's a lot of bread, right? Yeah. Does regular bread taste sweet? Well, no, it doesn't taste sweet. But the idea is that the amount of those carbohydrate foods, they break down to sugar in our system. And it's a lot of carbohydrate, so it breaks down to a lot of sugar, which is, again, causing an imbalance in our blood sugars and causing a stressful response internally.
1: And I think that, honestly, Katie, I believe that if people hadn't been eating any carbo- or or any processed carbohydrates... Yes. For a long time, mm-hmm. and they ate some bread. Mm-hmm. They would think it tastes sweet,
3: sure, because they, they do put right. sugar in it. They right. do, they put, do put a little sugar, sugar, but you know what I mean. It's not like a donut. Yeah. It doesn't taste like a sweetness of like a, right. a donut thing like that.
1: Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, again, you might be wondering if you're eating too much sugar and processed carbohydrates, and your immune system is low. So then the next mm-hmm. question is, why might I get shingles? Or maybe you're having trouble sleeping and your immune system is down. So mm-hmm. then again, yeah. Why do shingles mm-hmm. suddenly appear?
3: Right. It's almost like it wakes up in our body.
1: So, so what? I, what those kinds of questions I think we're really asking, and yes. all I think people are asking that. Okay, yes. if I eat too much sugar, or you know, I didn't even know I was eating too much sugar by eating a sandwich and a piece of pie. Right. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of women will go out for lunch and they'll say, oh, well, I only have half a sandwich. Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. And I'm only going to eat
1: half that piece of pie. And I'm only going to have one Coke. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, they still don't realize for their immune system, Mm -hmm. it is too much sugar. It's still too much. Mm -hmm. And then they go home and they don't sleep well.
3: And they don't sleep well. And it's all kind of a vicious cycle. And we're going to actually talk a little bit about sleep too. You know, the herpes zoster virus, it's the, the same virus that causes chickenpox. It gets reactivated from a dormant state when your immune system is depressed. You know, we almost again, we think of it like the virus <clears throat> is hiding in your system and wakes up. So once you have had chickenpox, that herpes virus can lay dormant and usually along your nerves until your immune system is weakened and you have an outbreak of shingles.
1: And I think, Katie, we probably should take a
3: Yes, br- we break should take a break. Um, so if you are just joining us, we are talking about shingles and how our food affects um, whether or not we get shingles. Um, but you are listening to Dishing Nutrition. I am pleased to announce the weekend of July 25th, 26th and 27th. We are teaching our Weight and Wellness Weekend Series. So this is a great time for those out of town or in town to spend a weekend. Taking the Weight and Wellness series, 12 hours of practical, life-changing information. And nurses, you can actually earn about 14.4 CEU credits and find out how eating the Weight and Wellness way gives you a real food plan that is easy to follow and can be life-changing. So call 651-699-3438 for more information. And to sign up, you can go to, otherwise you can go to weightandwellness.com. We'll be right back.
4: Want to bring the great information you hear each week on Dishing Up Nutrition to your workplace? Well, you can. Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches classes at companies all over the Twin Cities. Whether your office is large or small, they have a class that's right for you. Choose a popular Lunch and Learn class, such as Foods for Great Energy, Stress-Busting Foods, or the Food Mood Connection. Longer classes like Nutrition for Memory and Focus are perfect for wellness days. These fun and formative classes help you make good nutrition choices at work and at home. What happens happens when you and your coworkers eat healthier foods? Employees notice increased energy, focus, and stable moods. Employers notice less absenteeism, higher productivity, and improved management of chronic conditions. A healthy workplace leads to healthier, happier employees. Plus, it's easier to make good choices or lose weight with the support of coworkers. To bring nutrition classes to your office, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com.
2: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have questions today about shingles, call us at 651-641-1071.
1: And if you're thinking about taking the weight and wellness series, let me give you a little bit of background. First, we created this series over 15 years ago. Wow. Many, many Sunday afternoons (laughs) were
3: taught. Yeah, wow. Many,
1: many, many. It's a great series, too. Mm, It really is. And we've updated many times over the past few years. You know know how some college professors... They're still teaching the The same same, thing that they
3: taught 15 years ago? With the same, even graphics and, yep. (laughs) It
1: isn't like that. Right? (laughs) It's actually
3: really, it's like almost a piece of art. It's amazing. It really is. It's such a great series.
1: And it's new graphics, new research, new teacher notes. You know, we really are constantly updating as new research is
3: published. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. And we we have to in the field of nutrition, right? We do.
3: Lots of changes.
2: Over the weekend of July 25th to the 27th, Six different teachers will be sharing their knowledge about six different topics, including intestinal health, heart health, foods to reduce aches and pains. We will keep it lively and interactive. And these are great teachers, you
1: guys. These are fun classes. We provide a healthy, organic, light lunch and snacks, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. And usually
3: something out of the cookbook.
1: Yeah, and
2: Mm -hmm. that's the best part is we are going to be sending you home with our new Weight and Wellness Cookbook and Nutrition Guide.
1: So if you have questions, give us a call at 651-699-3438. You know, the weekend w- series will be held at the North Oaks office. It's a nice, comfortable classroom. And as I said before, it's great nutrition educators.
3: Yeah. yeah. We were up in uh, North Dakota a couple weekends ago, and it was just so nice to see um, Thomas's aunt had actually... Um, picked up a copy of the cookbook for his grandma. So, so nice. (laughs) Even here in the middle of North Dakota, (laughs) a little bit of home was just (laughs) kind of sitting right there on the table. So I thought it was pretty cool. That's good. Uh, So before we went to break, we were talking about, you know, a kind of a couple things. But one of the things we were talking about is how, you know, a lot of processed carbohydrates, they can kind of send us on a blood sugar roller coaster. And we talked about how, you know, when our blood sugar goes up, it also Mm -hmm. comes crashing down. Yeah. And that is kind of almost like a, a stressful response to our body when our blood sugar crashes. And actually mm-hmm. it affects our immune system. And it also it exactly. It also does. affects our immune system. You know, so sugar sugar and coming from those processed carbohydrates and just sugar in general, it slows kind of our cellular immunity. And really that's just a fancy way. Of saying sugar decreases our immune system's ability to kill things like bad bacteria and virus. Viruses. Yep. yep. Kind of what we're talking about. Kind of slows it, it down. It just slows down the immune system. That's right. what I think about. It's just like those little certain immune cells trying to kind of pick away at this bad bacteria or the viruses. Mm-hmm. And it just it's like they don't have that same capacity to do that when they're surrounded by all the sugar. So just a really interesting point. Right. Yeah. So a little bit of background about shingles again, it, you know, the herpes zoster virus, it's that same virus that causes ch- chicken pox. It gets almost reactivated from a dormant state when your immune system is depressed. So maybe there's been too much sugar. Um, so once you've had chicken pox, that herpes virus can actually lay dormant in the system, usually along the nerves until, it's almost like sitting there waiting, until the immune system is weakened. And then what happens is we get an outbreak of shingles. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: so if you haven't, if you've ever had shingles, you know how painful it can mm-hmm. be. So again, what are shingles? You know, it's a rash that begins as a small cluster of red spots that it yep. often blister. Yes, I remember yeah.
3: growing up. My mom had had an outbreak, mm-hmm. and I just remember how um, how much pain she was mm-hmm. in from it for mm-hmm. quite, about a week.
1: You know, it lays dormant along the nerves and. You know, we we often hear people having it around their waist, mm-hmm, yeah, but they can have it any place on right, their body, right? Right, and it's usually on one side of the body, yep. not on both. And there's another area that's really painful. Yes. It's around the the, the eye, eye, and it's very, oh. you know, and it can really last for several weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just isn't here and gone. It can last three, four, five, six months for really
3: bad. Uh, outbreaks. So maybe somebody's listening and they say, hey, you know, I, I have shingles and it's really not going away like I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And maybe right. one of the things they're doing is what we're talking about, just eating too much kind of those breads or processed carbohydrate foods. So their immune system is almost staying suppressed.
1: Right, right. Exactly.
2: Right. And we've been talking about too much sugar activating the herpes virus, but also getting too much sun. So a sunburn or a lack of sleep, Mm -hmm. or a lack of vitamin D. All of those things also affect the immune system. Yes, exactly. And a lack of protein can also activate the virus. So often I find as people get older, they don't want to cook. That's true. They want to live on toast, maybe.
3: Yes. Right. (laughs) It's it's very common. We actually Uh see that in our older clients when we look at kind of their their histories and what they're eating. And it's a lot of tea and toast, you know, tea and toast are little things just to nibble on. Yeah. You know, they've, maybe they've been cooking for their families for 30 years and they just say to themselves, I don't want to cook anymore. Right. Um, So what ends up happening is they'll start reaching for canned soup. And they don't
1: realize canned soup is high sugar.
3: Right. No, most people would not recognize that. Right. So they eat canned soup or they eat cereal or maybe toast with some peanut butter Um, And over time, really what's happening is that they become deficient in protein. And
1: they have that misconception that peanut butter is protein.
3: That is another very good point. (laughs) A lot lot of people, not even just the older population. That's right. (laughs) It's kind of of a shock when we're we're talking about in classes like, hey, this peanut butter is actually a better form of fat. You see a lot of jaw drops like, oh, I thought (laughs) it was a protein. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Much better as a fat. So... Protein is so important because we really do need protein to support our immune system. So among this population, they are often malnourished. You know, sure, they're eating, but they're eating kind of quick, manufactured, processed foods. They're not eating foods out of the ground. So, and, you know, I was just talking to my grandma last night. Mm-hmm. And we were having this conversation and she's so good. I mean, she knows certain foods to avoid to make sure her pain stays away. Mm-hmm. Um, but she noticed that her pain is kind of coming back a little bit. And she, you know, called me up and we were chatting a little bit and she kind of realized, you know, she was going through some, you know, she was eating some gluten-free bread. She was going through it rather quickly. Okay. Um, and she goes, yeah. you know, before before I even said it, because she just, she knows this stuff now. She says, I'm probably eating too much gluten-free bread and it's making my joints flare. Yep. Right. So yeah. sure enough, I said, yeah, Graham, let's, let's try and take down that. And instead of, instead of your afternoon snack of some, you know, toast and peanut butter, what about just going and grabbing a couple slices of, you know, nitrate-free deli meat and rolling it up with half an avocado and a little piece of fruit on the side? It's yeah. very easy to still kind of grab in the middle of the afternoon. And she said, oh, I can do that. I could do that. Yeah. Sure. So I think she's going to notice some good changes once again um, <laughs> for her food form of inflammation in her body, which is her joints, but yep. can again affect people's immune system and their immune responses in, in regards to shingles. So Definitely. really interesting.
1: So hopefully as you're listening, you're wondering, what can I do to keep my immune system functioning well?
3: And I believe mm-hmm.
1: most people realize cancer is an immune problem. Yes. Well, we think most it people is. Right.
2: it is. <laughs> and I
1: believe that most people realize that colds and like pneumonia mm-hmm. occur most often in people with lower immune systems. Mm-hmm. And now we know that shingles occur in people with lower immune system.
3: There's, I think sometimes we even take that good old immune system for granted. It just does so much to protect us.
1: It really does.
3: So you might be saying, okay, Dar,
1: how do I keep my immune system functioning so I don't get sick? I'm really ready to give up most of my sugar and my man-made foods. I'm even willing to stop buying cereal.
3: Wow. So what's next? Yes. That's pretty and that's a very good. And that's a very good place to be when people are starting to get that point where they, they're recognizing the connection between the two and they're going to start giving that, giving that up. So that's really, that's great. Yeah. So should we keep the next step until Let's, after break? Absolutely. I All was right. going to say, when we come back from break, we are going to talk about some other ways to help your immune system. But you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition? We are pleased to announce we have a brand-new location opening July 14th, and it's going to be in Mendota Heights. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. Mendota Heights location is just off Dodd Road and Highway 110 110, in the Green Lotus Yoga Center space. So Shirley will be there to greet you smiling and answer your questions about classes and supplements. And nutritionist Leah Wetzel will be seeing clients at the Mendota Heights location starting the third week of July. And on July 24th, we will be teaching the Jumpstart Your Metabolism class. And July 28th, a new series of Nutrition for Weight Loss will start. So lots of activity going on around here. Um, So for more information, why don't you give us a call at 651-699-3438. And we'll be right back.
1: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you have a college student home for the summer or even a high school student who wants to eat better because of an acne problem or they want to be a better athlete or they're worried about gaining the freshman 15, have them attend nutrition for young adults class on July 15th at the Lakeville office. Are you teaching that, Katie? Mm.
3: I am not. Okay. Maybe Andrea or Kristen,
1: I want to say. So the class is scheduled July fifteenth from three thirty to five, and it's a fun class for both students and mm-hmm. parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. So call 651-699-3438 to Sign up.
3: Yeah, that's a that would be a great class. To a take. good class. And we have a few callers. We do. Don't we? So before we get back in, why don't we take a couple cl- callers? Okay. So Cindy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us about shingles. Uh, yes. So, I'm 51, and I'm just
0: recovering from shingles, and I actually have been listening to your show, I think, from the start, Um, but I had um, ended up working full-time the last six months, and it was very stressful, and I did end up adding um, more sugar to my diet, and I'm just wondering, what would be kind of a a number of carbs that you could have at a time that's not going to really cause, you know, that high in your blood sugar levels and over and in, in, in kind of how often, like every two hours you could have, you know, 20 carbs or 15 carbs, you know, some sort of.
1: Well, kind of what we think in terms of, and especially if you're, bo- if you're eating carbs that are more vegetable carbohydrates, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we think then you're getting a lot of nutrients. And so maybe for a meal, somewhere around 30 grams mm-hmm. of carbs works out pretty well. And then maybe for a snack, something like 10 to 15 grams of carbs. So, you know, that works out pretty well. Like a small apple probably would give you maybe like 18 grams of carbs.
3: And you could use that for like maybe a snack or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And then,
1: but then you, if you bring in the protein with that, you know, mm-hmm. like a couple of pieces of steak or something or an egg or something like that, and a little bit of healthy fat, like, you know, like olives or olives, olives. Butter. yeah, yep. something like that then you've got a pretty balanced.
3: And yeah, usually we kind of recommend for people, usually around every three hours to be eating something like that. Um, so maybe about about 30 at your meals, 15, 10 to 15 at snacks. But again, making sure your carbohydrate sources are kind of more like vegetable fruits, like a little bit of sweet potato. Carbohydrates like that versus like the pretzels or the cookies or um, breads, things yeah. like that. So right,
1: right. you kind of you kind of realized that when you were under more stress, probably maybe not sleeping as well, and then also putting a little more sugar mm-hmm. in your immune system um, dropped down, and basically then you ended up that that shingles that virus that was mm-hmm. in your system was dormant, but then it suddenly got activated. So
0: yeah, because I, I actually was very conscious of. Trying to create good lunches and eating eggs at breakfast, and That's again, I was still adding in some sugary drinks and an occasional donut. Yeah. But you know, in addition to my good stuff, but just the added sugar probably wasn't helpful, and the stress. I would say between the two, it really yeah sure, sure. Mm-hmm. yeah did the did the trick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep.
1: Yes. And then, but keep listening because we're going to give you some ideas because I think also just so you know that once you've had it, you can always get shingles back again. Mm-hmm. And so now you really have to make sure that your immune system is working well. Right. And so we have some ideas for some supplements and things, too, that will help.
3: To keep your immune system bolstered. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. But okay, thanks well, for the but, call.
0: But I will, I will say that uh, as a result of what I had been doing previously, I had reduced my thyroid medication two different times wow. and my, um, my... Cholesterol and all those readings were really good.
1: Oh wow, that's great. Good and, for you. And you know, another one that is really important is: Did you had you had your vitamin D level checked? Did you have enough vitamin D in your system?
0: Well, I I was definitely deficient to begin with, but I've been taking five thousand. Okay, for... good, super, yeah.
1: good. Yeah. That's all right, good. great, fantastic. Okay,
3: thank, you. Thank, thank you, thank you so for... much, Cindy. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> mixed up
1: two words there. So she had been doing a lot of good things. She
3: had been doing a lot of good things. And that's interesting. I mean, if you are having more like a lifestyle stress, I mean, if the sugar response comes in too, it's like, it's a lot. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. um, we do have another caller. Kathy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yes. Thank you.
0: I was wondering if you were going to address later or you can do it now, the shingle shot. So often the doctor will recommend, you know, I think you should get a shingle shot. My friend, Paul, um, rec- it was recommended that he get a shingle shot, but he's really had a lifestyle change because I've been trying to uh, change his eating. And oh, good. Good. what's been quite impressive is we um, he's gotten off omeprazole, blood pressure medicine, and the statin. Wow, um, that's, that's great. fantastic. That's been, that's been really neat, uh, you know, and I attribute that to weight and wellness. But I was just curious what you thought about the shingle shot. As I listened today, I didn't realize myself that... Um, you know, this is so important—the immunity—and he really appears quite healthy. And but it is
1: suggested often the shingle
0: shot, and it's expensive. Oftentimes, not you know, not paid for. So yeah, it's
1: around th- uh, from your- what I understand, it's around three hundred dollars, and sometimes insurance pays for it, and sometimes not. I don't know for personally, and that's the only way that we can really talk about this. Is mm-hmm. personally, I really work at uh, keeping my immune system up because I think. That's cancer preventive. I mean, it's all these other things besides the shingles. And so I'm doing everything possible to keep my own immune system functioning well. And I choose not to have the Mm -hmm. shot. But that doesn't mean that that's right for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everybody has to, you know, analyze and think about that themselves and decide what's the best. Right, right. And the other thing is people... I think sometimes they think that once they've had the shingles shot that they don't have to worry about it after that. And that's not true because you can still get shingles after you've had the shingles shot. But it's you might have a lighter case, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you still can this get can it. Happen. So you have to still work on your immune system. Yeah, right. right. So, okay. so lots of different things. But I think that's a great question. I figured I assumed someone, someone would be calling would, yeah. us right. and asking us that question. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Good question. <laughs>
3: Okay. Thank you so thank much. You. Hope that helps. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks. Thanks. So we
1: before we went on break, we were talking, Joanne. We were going to talk about well, okay. What's the next step?
2: So the next step is to take probiotics, Bifidobacteria. We often talk about eighty yep. percent of your immune system is made in your intestinal tract,
3: which is so I mean so interesting. It's
2: amazing, but most people don't get enough good bacteria in their diets. So back in my grandmother's day, people made homemade yogurt or they made big vats of sauerkraut. Those contain the good bacteria, bifido.
1: You know, Joanne, that really brings to bite. what <laughs> my mother used to do every fall. She had this big crock of chopped cabbage that would ferment and turn into sauerkraut. Yep, that's you know, great. she had this special, I think it was like a 20-gallon uh, red-wing crock pot, a yes. uh, crock. You know, uh-huh. and it had to be that red wing crock yeah. for some reason. <laughs> of course. And we only used it to make sauerkraut. Right. Nothing else. And, you know, at that time, I didn't have any idea that she was so smart <laughs> and that she was really doing things mm-hmm. to help us stay healthy.
3: Yes. yeah. I right. think
1: she thought, okay, I've got this garden full of cabbage. What am Let I going to do what with am it? What I do with all, all this? Of course. You know, and of course, she actually made homemade cottage cheese, and yogurt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow, and yes, it was made from whole milk from grass fed, hormone free cows.
3: So, it just sounds so good. So, that sounds so, yeah. you know, yeah. wonderful. As a
1: family, we didn't need a supplement of bifidobacteria because we got it from food, yep. right? Yes, but today I don't make homemade yogurt mm-hmm. or fermented vegetables, right? So, I do take bifidobacteria every morning and every night.
3: Yes, yep. it's
1: just Routine. I yep. remember
3: when we were kids, my parents would always throw on a little like sauerkraut on the side of our dishes, and I would just, I would never touch it. I just was like, no way, <laughs> am I eating that? I right. wish I knew then what I know now. Right. I wish I'd have eaten right. the sauerkraut as a kid. Right. <laughs> I think sometimes they made me sit there and eat it, yeah. <laughs> anyways, but oh. So we know that
2: research has found that bifidobacteria also reduces your risk of colon cancer by 50%. And that's one of the mm-hmm. Here we're talking about immune system here. Mm-hmm. Bifidobacteria also helps to get rid of other digestive issues. Gas, diarrhea, constipation. Bifido is the good bacteria or the good guys for your gut.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we've had a lot of even clients just as we're talking um, say that once they started taking bifidobacteria, they stopped getting sick. Right. You hear that all the time. Yeah, we do. They, you know, it's, oh, it was. it's almost like life-changing for people. They'd always get sick maybe two to three, four times every single winter. Right. Um, Well,
1: do you remember when Brenna was on one of the shows recently and she talked about coming, starting to get a cold? Oh. And I think she took six
3: bifidobacteria. Right. Three times a day. Yeah. She never got sick. Exactly. I mean, it's even when you feel like something's coming on, if you just take a bunch of bifido and support your immune system, it (laughs) It won't activate. We know those tricks, don't we? Yeah. Oh, boy. So when we get back, we're going to actually talk about another element of your immune system, and it's going to be talking about sleep. But we do have to take a break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are not receiving our emails, I encourage you to sign up. So just go to Weight and Wellness and share your email. We have two great recipes coming in the next weight and wellness email. And Brenna, who loves to cook and is a frequent co-host on Dishing Up Nutrition, she created a wonderful cabbage salad with homemade mayo that is so easy and so healthy and so tasty with all the great veggies from the farmer's market. So homemade mayo, it really only takes a few minutes to make. And I think there is really nothing better than some good old homemade mayo. It is great. It It is is so good. So... We will be right back, so hang in.
5: Are your clothes fitting a little tighter? Do M&M cravings strike like clockwork every afternoon?
3: Finding it harder
5: to lose weight or experiencing low energy? you may need to jumpstart your metabolism. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has helped thousands of people heal their metabolism, and they can help you heal yours. Jumpstart Your Metabolism, a two-hour class, teaches you the secrets to increase metabolism by eating real food in balance. Did you know that protein revs up your metabolism for hours and that you need to eat fat to lose fat? Learn how balancing your blood sugar can help you lose weight, conquer cravings, and increase your energy. This empowering class is for anyone who needs to get back on track, is tired of starvation diets, and who wants a simple, nutritionally sound approach for lifelong health and well-being. Jumpstart Your Metabolism classes are taught at nutritional weight and wellness offices and other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you.
2: Dishing up nutrition. The week of July 28th, we have nutrition for weight loss programs starting in many locations. Let me read what Mary said about the nutrition for weight loss program when she took it. I have lost 12 pounds in 12 weeks, 23 inches overall. My knee pain is almost gone. I'm sleeping better, and I have mental clarity. This is a great nutritional plan that isn't deprivation.
1: So if you have 10 pounds to lose or over 100 pounds to lose, Nutrition for Weight Loss provides you the knowledge, the support, and the plan to make long-term changes. You know, health, nutrition, and weight loss, it's not about mm-hmm. calorie restriction. They are about supporting your metabolism with real food so your metabolism continues to work rather than shutting down. Yes. Right. It is also about eating real food to reduce and eliminate cravings. It's a long-term solution, not a quick fix or a fad. When we and we have classes in Mendota Heights, we have classes in Maple Grove, North Oaks, Lakeville, Wyzetta and St. Paul. So call 651-699-3438 for more information. Yes,
3: it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get back in, we will uh, we do have a caller. Okay. So Kathy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us?
1: Yes, I do. Um, thanks. We love your show, by the way. Oh, Thank you. Um, my question is, why do women get it more than men? And I'll hang up for the answer. Thank okay. you. Why do women, women get it well, more than Well, I, I think one of the things is possibly women are not cooking and not eating enough protein yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. as they get older.
3: And another thing that we know is that You know, postmenopausal women, when they're dealing with some of those hormonal fluctuations, they aren't sleeping Sleeping. quite as well. And we know, and that's actually something we're going to be talking about, how important sleep is for your immune system. I mean, we all know if we've had a few days where we haven't gotten enough sleep, we just don't feel quite as good. So that's probably a big connection. I I think those are the two key Mm -hmm. ones. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, great question, Kathy. Thanks for calling in. So about that sleep, we have to make sure we are getting enough sleep. Honestly, your immune system needs eight to nine hours. So not five to six, not just a few, and maybe I'll catch up on the weekend. Consistently needs eight to nine hours every night, or at least that much most nights. You know, one of the things we do is we work with a lot of clients who have trouble sleeping. And again, postmenopausal women, they have the highest rate of coming down with a case of shingles. Postmenopausal women often have, again, a lot of trouble sleeping, Um and so if you are having trouble sleeping, I mean, that's kind of one of those one of those first steps. One thing we can suggest is three great sleeping aids, one of them being magnesium glycinate. You know, I know we talk about magnesium all the time because really it's one of our favorites. It is. Uh, it is good. But, you know, 400 to 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate helps most people really sleep better, fall exactly. asleep and stay asleep.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And for most people, most postmenopausal women, I find that using about a quarter teaspoon of progesterone cream at bedtime helps so much. Mm-hmm. We have a brand, brand called Progest, and it's very effective. I use it just about every night and sleep a lot better. If I forget, I also do it in the morning sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and it still
1: helps with the hormone balance. Sure, it does. So, works either way. Now, one of the things that I hear all the time from clients is... Yeah, but that's a hormone. Isn't that going to give me breast cancer? Right? Well, it's not. It's it's not estrogen. Mm-hmm. And estrogen is a thing that people know right. has a tendency to be more risk risky for breast cancer. Yes. So it and is a lot perfectly reproduc- safe. Yeah. And you know there's like oh, it's been used for over 50, 60 years without mm-hmm. any negative Effects. Right. And no, no one has ever reported anything negative about right. progesterone cream.
2: And it is recommended for most pe- postmenopausal women. Yeah. Really helpful.
1: So, but my favorite sleep yes, aid is, is NeuroCalm. Yes. <laughs> and I really, I personally take one capsule every night mm-hmm. and I sleep deeper and sounder. Mm-hmm. And all I need is one, but some people need two, some mm-hmm. people
2: need four. I take two. <laughs> okay.
3: All right. Everybody's different. Yes. Everyone's yeah. a little different. You know, so really a good, sound shingles prevention plan should include 12 to 14 ounces of protein daily. Mm -hmm. So we have to do that. We also want to eliminate or really greatly reduce those processed carbs and the sugar. And we also want to make sure we're getting, you know, our good sleep eight hours a night and really making sure we're taking some really key supplements to support our viral immunity.
1: And I think most people... Or at least mm-hmm. people into nutrition know yes. to reduce the risk of getting the cold sore mm-hmm. virus or the shingles virus, they should consistently take an amino acid called L lysine. Yes. And L we have a great L lysine supplement. Really it's piece. called super yeah, lysine, which also contains garlic, echinacea, vitamin C, all which supports your immune system to fight off viruses.
3: And what we know about lysine, what's really interesting is lysine is, it's called an essential amino acid. Mm -hmm. So what that means, amino acids, they are building blocks of protein. So it's essential, meaning we have to get it from our food. Our body isn't going to naturally make it. Lysine has a very strong antiviral property to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you know, again, as we get older, if we aren't eating enough protein, protein. Yes. we right. aren't getting enough of that essential amino acid lysine in our diet. Yes. And we've greatly reduced our ability to ward off viruses, right. especially like the shingle virus. Right. Mm-hmm. So And so sometimes whenever
1: I have a client that is starting to get either like a cold sore mm-hmm. or some people almost know that they're going to get shingles. Yep. I have them do the, either just plain L-lysine or the super L-lysine, mm-hmm. and right. it's take care. It takes yeah. care of it. And
2: some people even take it long term. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really helps. But the other thing that I don't think most people know that almonds and other nuts contain another amino acid called L-arginine that actually blocks lysine and can cause an outbreak of cold sores or herpes. So if you're going to So if you are susceptible to outbreaks, we recommend going easy on the nuts, especially almonds. And often women use a handful of almonds through the day and think it's their protein source. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and we know it's
1: a fat source. It's a fat source, and it's a good fat source, except for people. Except if you have that tendency. Yeah.
3: So like nuts. So we like things like cashews, pecans, peanuts, pumpkin seeds. Those are all ones that would contain. Um, Some of that arginine. So this is the other point. So some people might be saying, well, if arginine is an amino acid, you know, if lysine and arginine are both amino acids. So remember that lysine, and we were kind of talking about this before the show, Mm -hmm. lysine is the essential amino acid. So we have to get it from our diet. We have to get enough protein in our diet. Arginine is one, pardon me, that is, it's non-essential meaning that our body naturally creates it. We actually want a good balance between the two. So if you're sitting here and you're eating some of these nuts and seeds and your body is making the arginine um, and you're not eating enough protein sources to to build up your lysine source, you're going to have an imbalanced ratio between the two. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be so much more susceptible to contracting or reactivating that virus.
1: And that's probably why older, especially Mm -hmm. older women, can get... Uh, you know shingles because again they're not eating enough protein.
3: Exactly, all goes
1: back. All to goes back to back that back food, there. isn't it amazing?
3: Yeah. So you know that's that's an important supplement. Other important supplements to support our viral immunity would be things like vitamin C. Um, garlic is very helpful. And we yeah. have a
1: great garlic, really strong. It's really called pro-garlic. Right,
3: because some people... Yeah. One a day is yeah. enough. Yeah. One a day. Yeah. Some people don't want to sit and chop garlic and take spoonfuls of garlic, so take the <laughs> supplement. I did that. I remember doing that in college, cutting up a bunch of garlic all the time, and I lost a couple friends, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Zinc is another one that's super important for your viral immunity. And uh, we know that there's like,
1: what is it, like over 70% of the population is as efficient as zinc. In yes. zinc. Mm-hmm. They
2: are.
3: That's another thing that I do if I feel like I'm I'm getting a little run down, I'll make sure I'm taking enough zinc from yep. my immune system. Omega three is another very important um viral immunity booster and also cod liver oil. So that's really Some people helpful. say, oh yuck, cod liver yuck. oil, but it really really it is. It does great. work good. So did your mother make
1: you take cod liver My, oil? Nope. I never oh.
3: did get cod liver oil growing up. Go ahead?
2: Yeah. No. Oh, oh. I missed it. What oil.
3: about you, Dar? Oh, yes, of <laughs> did you get it growing up? Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: So another critical immune support is vitamin D three. Mm-hmm. For a good immune function, your vitamin D level should be between fifty and eighty. A lot of people say their doctor said, Well, they said it's okay. It's about mm-hmm. twenty five or thirty. Yeah. And it really needs to be 50 to
1: 80. For a good immune For system. A yes. Good immune system.
2: So ask your doctor to check your level. Most people need to take at least 2,000 IU of vitamin D during the summer and 4,000 to 5,000 during the winter. Yeah. And a lot of people with immune health issues maybe need just need to take 5,000 all mm-hmm. the time. All the time, honestly. Yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. you know,
3: or people who are... You know, even if it's summer and they're always they're never outside, exactly. those mm-hmm. those people too. I mean, if you're not, it, yeah. you know, it's the sunshine vitamin. So if you're yes. not getting um, any sunlight, you're definitely going to need to be taking about that five thousand mark. It's definitely. amazing how important sufficient vitamin D levels are. So just to your point, Joanne, if you do get it tested, make sure it's at least fifty to eighty. Not right. you know, make sure you know what it is because again, it could be sometimes in some doctor's office twenty to thirty, and that's it. They say it's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. or i mean i bet you and i both have had clients that mm-hmm. have come in and that's that's their vitamin d level is 5
3: mm-hmm. oh, or yeah.
1: 8 yes mm-hmm. and they're not feeling very well lately
3: right. yes right and i've we've actually seen a lot of even um autoimmune it's almost like the autoimmune activates it seems to activate after the vitamin d levels drop too low so right, it's exactly so important for the immune system yep so eating sleeping Taking key supplements to support your immune system, these are all things that may keep us from getting shingles. They may keep us from getting pneumonia and really even getting cancer. So, I mean, the way we're talking about today, it's it's very much so directed to shingles, but it's, it's directed to our immune systems in general. So if you're someone who is, um, you know, getting sick quite often or you're kind of recurrently getting sick and you feel like you can't ever get out of whatever sickness you have make sure that we really support your immune system with one of some of the key things that we've been saying today so every
1: morning start out with a breakfast that includes some type of protein doesn't have to be eggs yes but some turkey and vegetables and or good sausage fat yes yeah. is a good way to start the day good
3: way to, to start the day absolutely yeah well thank you everyone for joining us and as we always say change your nutrition to change your life
4: life i love you all is groovy
3: thanks for listening to dishing up nutrition if you enjoy this podcast please leave us a review on itunes the content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters they are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent disease statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the fda